Right, John Lynch is in studio. We're going to talk about rights of way. John Lynch, good morning to you. Seamus, good morning to you. Rights of way are fairly fraught things, aren't they? Oh, they are indeed. They are. They're a very common thing in Ireland. I was just um, about to say to you that I was listening to the news there on Friday, and or was it Friday or Thursday? Where was it? Is it Wicklow County Council? We're going to sue um, house owners for the uh, service charges or not the service charges but the planning charges that weren't paid and I was I by was, developers yeah yeah I saw that did you see that on the radio yeah. and uh, on the telly I should yeah. say you can't see it on the radio but um, I, one of the things that I checked when I came into the office on Monday because I, or this morning because I wasn't there yesterday um I'm sure a lot of people who would be concerned about that, where you, where there are outstanding um, charges and that local authorities may actually go after them. Um, I'm, the situation or the, the practical situation there is that when you buy a property, normally an arrangement was made, uh, certainly around here, with any of the developers, with the local authority, that they would pay these charges by instalments. Right. Because the charges were fairly substantial. So what they used to do was that they would say, well, I'll pay so much per house as the house is completed, uh, so that you would get a receipt um, from the local authority to say that the charge had been paid up to date. So I'm very, I, I think that's going to be a very interesting one to watch because certainly with any clients of ours, uh, our attitude would be that the service charge uh, receipt is sufficient to absolve our client from any responsibility or any liability but uh, it'll be an interesting one to watch Sure will um, The rights of way, just to, t- to talk about the rights of way, we talked about this um, we're now in 2013 so it's now two years almost since we talked about it but uh, we talked about this when the 2009 Act came out and the 2009 Act is the Land Law and Conveyancing Act and the Land Law and Conveyancing Act was was a piece of legislation that was introduced by the government, which was basically trying to modernise uh, the whole transactions, conveyancing transactions. Little did they know at the time they were passing the Act that there wouldn't be as many <laughs> transactions <laughs> possibly to deal right with. Enough, yeah. But certainly the whole idea was that they were going to introduce, and they're still online to do it actually, the whole concept of e-conveyancing. And basically, e-conveyancing is going to simplify the whole procedure so that if you are buying property or selling property, uh, that it can be done in a more simplified format. And one of the old chestnuts, if you like, or one of the old things that certainly exercises a huge amount of people in Ireland is the whole concept of uh, rights of way. Well, what we call it, or the term that's used in um, legal uh, terminology is easements or profits apprendre, if that is not too much of a... That's the thing about lawyers. I mean, who talks like that anymore? <laughs> profits up. What do you call them? Profits Well, apprendre. I was going to try and pronounce, pronounce it correctly oh, for it you, nice, James. It was nice. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's profits apprendre, nice which, there, is, yeah. which is actually French, because yeah. normally I'm quoting Latin at you. So, okay. uh, and certainly Latin I did in school. I did French in school as well, but I, I'm probably better at pronouncing the Latin because it's a dead language than I am yeah. the French but and ironically enough the only reason I'm talking about French is that it comes from French which is aisement apparently which is a French mm. word for making it easier for you and the logic of uh, easements which 
commonly the one that you, you know about are um, rights of way because what it does is it makes it easier for one landowner in mm. the concept of his land and his use of land so if you need to get over somebody's land to get to your land well then you need a right of way yeah. but where, where normally if normally is, is the wrong word to use when you're talking about law but anyway um, it's not uncommon that if you're dealing with a situation that you'd get a grant in other words that you get a bit of paper that would say um, I shame hereby give John a right away over my front uh, lawn to get to his house which is beside me and if, if you don't give me that right away I can't get into it. So that's that's kind of your right away but uh, if you think um, easements and profit of the is difficult, the whole area of uh, rights away or easements is even more difficult because what happens where it's nowhere in the documents? What happens where you go along and you see that there's actually a laneway going up by the side of your house, goes in around the back and goes into your neighbour's house? What what's the story there? Yeah. Or more commonly, the one that that you come that 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 I saw quite recently was you're going up along. I won't say where I was heading, but I was heading in the water for direction up over the hills. Yeah. And you see a laneway or, or a boreen or more oftenly what you might see is a gap in a fence. And you'd often see that where you see the gap in the fence and you'd see a kind of a, 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 a worn, a, a, not a worn, but a, a, a kind of an overgrown passageway that yeah. leads all the way up to the top of the hill and there's a little uh, a house there that's now derelict. And you come along and you buy the bit of land and you look at it and go, I wonder now, do I have a right to that? Can I open up that passageway? Mm. Which you'll commonly find. And you'll commonly find a lot of rows with neighbours about it as to whether you can't or whether you, yeah. whether you can or whether and you can't. And speaking on that, I, I'm thinking of Carrickinshore and Clonmel now. In Carrickinshore mm. and Clonmel a couple of hundred years ago, the main thoroughfares were down to the river. No, mm. from, from... The uh, towpaths are... Yeah, from, from O'Connell... No, from O'Connell Street, it's, yeah. for instance, in Clonmel yeah. or Main yeah. Street in Carrickinshore, there, there were lanes that led down to the li- river. Yeah. Now, a lot of those lanes, I'm looking at the lanes that still exist in Clonmel, a lot of those lanes have been built over and closed up simply because people didn't use them. Is that it? Yeah, well, that's extinguishment or abandonment of a right of way. And by God, has that created some great crash in the last couple of years. Uh, I know from a litigation point of view, uh, it certainly provide a lot of entertainment. Uh, Maybe entertainment is the wrong word if you're the parties involved in it, but certainly looking at it. But... What I'm talking about now are private rights away as, a pub, as opposed to public rights away, mm. which have provided as much controversy as your public rights away. Um, and certainly we can talk about public rights away at some other juncture. But the difficulty with your public right away is exactly the point that you've, you've made. You know, do you have it for all time? Uh, can you abandon it? Can you extinguish it? Can somebody else interfere with it? And if they do interfere with it, how does it affect your right away? If it's written on your title, does that mean that it's there forever? Yeah. Oh, it does? Yeah. Uh, one, of the thi- one of the great things about putting it in writing is that if it's registered on your folio, if it's on your title documents, well, then you have a grant of right away because it came up in a case that I was involved in where somebody had put together quite an, an amount of property Mm. and smack bang in the middle of it was a right of way. And this right of way was going to cause a certain amount of difficulty. Not as much difficulty as I certainly saw on the television last night, but Mm. it certainly caused a significant amount of difficulty. And the the question that I was asked uh, was, well, can I not just move it 
and tell him now your right away is from Z and X, not from A and B anymore. Yeah. And the answer is you can't without agreement because that's the, one of the, the benefits of having it in writing. But so just, you'd have to go cap in hand to the owner of the right away yeah, and say, yeah. uh, I have a problem here. Now, can you do? Can you facilitate me? And the other person would say, well, what's in it for me? Correct, yeah. I have, um, I have a situation personally that I've, I've often looked at with a certain amount of amusement, probably is the wrong word, but anyway, with a certain amount of interest because it involves another party who's an, an adjoining owner to me and anybody who knows where I am would probably figure out the details of it. But I had access out from the back of my premises all the way up to uh, a well-known building at the back of my premises, anyway, yeah. back up to the swimming pool. Yeah. I had an access all the way up. In fact, I owned the land all the way up to uh, handy, yeah. the back of it. And it was acquired piecemeal over the years. Mm. And I've retained a right of way which has been consistently interfered with, uh, as in people have made changes to it without any formal Regranting of the rights away, right. so it would be very interesting if I went and re-implemented what was the original right away. So basically, you'd have to knock down a few houses. Well, no, not houses, <laughs> but I might have to move a couple of cars. <laughs> but anyway, but the the, the two thousand and nine act, uh, as as is typical with the legal business when it comes to legislation, the two thousand and nine act got rid of the old way of doing things, and the old way of doing things was that if you could prove that you had the use of and the important thing is when you talk about the use of it has to be it can't be kind of clandestine or you know without you know it has to be open consent agreement it can't be in any way under the radar in terms of a right but if you can establish or if you could establish a certain amount of right now I mean, dig this for, for, for a concept there was the common law concept that said that uh, if you could establish a right from time immemorial, and apparently time immemorial in Ireland, it dates back to 1159, apparently. Now, I might be wrong in the year, but it was 1100 and something. And this was the deemed date that was time immemorial. And you might ask yourself, what the, why would you pick that date? And apparently Richard I uh, acceded to the throne on that day and that was the day they decided so if you established that you had a right away from time immemorial but the presumption the courts made was that if you could establish 20 years you were okay mm. but the problem with that was that if somebody could say to you well it was impossible to have a right away there from 1159 because uh, in fact the building wasn't even built at that stage <laughs> and there was nothing there then you were, you were so why would you, why would you have a right away there? so therefore they, they created another fiction they 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 decided to to talk about the last grant and they they devised this lovely little fiction that said we're going to pretend that there was in fact a written grant of right of way uh, f uh, over 20 if you can prove 20 years you get away with it and the bottom line with that was there were some problems with that and then they introduced legislation that said if you can establish 20 years um, but then there was difficulties with that so what they decided to do in the 2009 Act was simplify it they said we're going to abolish all of this stuff and we're now going to start with a clean slate and we're going to say that if you can establish a right uh, 
of 12 years. Now, the reason they pick 12 years is you might remember from some of our discussions that if you are in possession for 12 years or more, you get adverse possession of property if you can prove that it was adverse possession and you establish that you've got rights. So they picked the 12 years. But what did they do? They put in a three-year window in which you had to make the claim. Hmm. Somebody didn't do their sums because... They said, if you think about it, if there's a three-year window and they say that you must establish 12 years from the date of the Act, and if you introduce the Act in 2009 and give yourself three years to establish 12, the sums don't just add up. So what they had to do was they had to introduce introduce an amending piece of legislation that, that put it on for another 12 years that gives you 12 years to do it. But the interesting thing and important thing from people's point of view is there's a lot of people out there that would have rights away that they've had from maybe not 1159 or whatever, but from a long, long time. And they may be looking at it. And so is it 12 years or 10, 20 years or what is it? No, it's now 12 years under 12. the 2009 yeah. Act. Uh, it so was. let's say, uh, for instance, now let's say mm. there is a broken down fence. And yeah. let's say it's a handy shortcut for people to go across someone's garden. Let's yeah. say, just for the crack. And, yeah. and uh, let's say the person who owns the, the patch of land that the broken down fence is on is kind of a, an easy going kind of a person mm. right and they just let people go across their garden and if they do that for 12 years that means there's a right away there does it? Well, that's, a, that's a good question because that probably brings me to what is always thankfully the, the from a lawyer's perspective is always the difficulty with these things you see they haven't given you the law on how you establish an easement or a right of way. What they've said is we're, not, we're abolishing prescription, which is the 20-year rule. We're bringing in the 12-year rule. And what they've said is you're still subject to the same proof. So if you go back to something that, that, that you, you, I'm not expecting you to remember, I said it, but it must be a user as of right. So yeah. it can't be the fellow who says, ah, look, listen, okay, you know, away you go. In other words, he's giving you implied permission. Yeah. It can't be that. It has to be somebody who says, I'm letting you come through here and I'm consenting to it. And I'm also letting you open up an access way so that you can get from your property through so my property person out to the wears road. down a, a track, no, that doesn't work. No, that doesn't. Well, that shouldn't work yeah. and, and, and it doesn't because it has to be without force, without secrecy and not with permission so uh, now and, and that's not a golden rule but that is the difficulty with it but one the main point that I wanted to the reason that I wanted to talk about this today is what they've done now is they introduced in the uh, amending legislation the 2011 act they introduced a kind of a voluntary way of doing this under the act you had to make an application to court right. so obviously everybody was saying look this is a hugely expensive thing to do what they've now done is they've introduced a procedure whereby you can apply like you used to be able to apply for long possession if you had been in something for yonks and yonks you could under section 49 but anyway i won't mm. i won't bother you with the detail of it but you could make an application based on possession long possession you could always do that you can now make an application to uh, register your right of way if it is a fairly agreed bog standard no dispute scenario but the interesting thing about it is and and I probably just say this but the interesting thing about it is that because of the way they've done the legislation 
you see, under the legislation, you had to prove 12 years from the date of the act. So in other words, you couldn't, even if you had, a, a, let's say, a gap, historically, if you had had a gap for uh, a period of time, in other words... You'd have if, to start again, would you? You'd have to start again. Yeah. But under the, old, under the old rules, you don't have to start again. And I think it's important for people to realise that up until the, the, for the next nine years, they can apply under the old rules to the land registry to mm. register rights away. And I think that's an important one because if you have any gap at all prior to being able to apply in whatever it is, 2021, you could run into a technical difficulty. Whereas if you apply now, you can go in under the old rules. Mm. And I think that's Probably a very important thing to bear in mind when you're dealing with these. Okay, thank you very much for coming in this morning. Thank you, Seamus.